Broadcasting from the point where sports meets faith, it's Benson and those guys. Now here's your host, Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. Hey, it's Benson. I've been nominated by Dan Borello to do the Sports Talk Show Host Challenge. So I accept the challenge, and then I nominate Darren and Zach to do it with me. How's everybody doing today? Darren's done his, I think. Darren has just looked for excuses to pour ice on his head. What is the Sports Talk Show Host Challenge? Well, that's that's kind of the joke, Zach. I just made it up. <laughs> uh I have I've owned a couple people pouring ice on their heads, so I'm I'm all for this. It's been awesome. Very good. Hey, how about this? How about you get the Benson and Those Guys logo tattooed right in the middle of your forehead? <laughs> this guy, his legal name is Mr. Manchester United. It took him years to to get to legally change his name, but his name is now Mr. Manchester United. This cat has tattooed the club's logo right dead center on his noggin, right on the forehead. It is the most foolish thing I have ever seen. Well, maybe not ever. I've seen some pretty foolish things. But he says, people don't look at me in a funny way. They look at me in admiration. It makes me stand out and proves my loyalty to United. No, it proves you're a moron. That's pretty much the case. Did you guys see this past week that Kevin Durant offered almost 300 million bones from Under Armour Mm -hmm. to become their guy? Nike has the option to match match it. 300, almost 300 million bones. I I actually think it's smart because Under Armour doesn't have anybody like Durant to drive their, their basketball brand. You know, I think I heard Nike's made a hundred million on Kevin Durant's uh, apparel. So you know, it's almost three hundred million over ten years. I mean, they're they're easily going to make their money. Durant's going to make his money. Now, I I honestly wouldn't. I don't think that Nike's not going to match it. Why wouldn't they? But I love it. I'm not a businessman, but it seems to me that it makes them look desperate to. You know, we we don't have anybody like this, so we have to have the MVP, and we have to give them this crazy money. I I just feel like they clearly look like the number two brand behind Nike, and it looks like they're desperate. I want to see how many lifetimes. I'm going to get my calculator out and see how many lifetimes I would have to live to make $300 million. Uh, I mean, I would have to live, I don't know, eight centuries or something like that <laughs> to come up with $300 million, and they're just offering this cat. I mean, I guess it's a good move because that puts the uh, – ball in Nike's court, you have to uh, you have to match it or he's going with us. But I, I wonder this, would he be to Under Armour what Michael Jordan was to Nike when Nike started? I, I think he could be. I mean, who does Under Armour, I think Under Armour has Kyrie Irving and a couple other people. I could be mistaken, but I mean, he would be the guy there. He would, he would be the main dude driving those basketball sneaker sales. And I, I absolutely, I love it. I'm completely opposite of Zach. I don't think it makes him look desperate at all. I think it makes him look smart because Durant is going to bring in a lot of sales. Well, being conspiracy theory guy, just for a minute, does that have anything to do with his decision not to play for Team USA? I have no idea. I I think, uh, (laughs) I mean, a lot of guys just that not to play for Team USA. I don't, I don't, I'm assuming they're not involved. 
Well, you can't have your guy sitting on the sideline if he gets hurt. If you're paying him $300 million or close to it, you can't have him sitting on the sideline. You need him playing, not for Team USA. You need him playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, you can still make your shoe money playing internationally. Like, I'm, I'm more concerned. I heard this addressed on TV. I'd be actually really concerned if I am the Oklahoma City front office thinking, oh, Durant doesn't need us to make a ton of money. He can he can do that with a shoe deal, and he can play wherever he wants because, well, those shoes are going with him. Well, you hear the rumors that w- when he becomes a free agent, uh, the possibility of going home to play for Washington, uh, the Wizards, you know that uh, Under Armour is out of Baltimore. Is this a first step, a community deal, bring the boy back home? And Drake's trying to bring him to Toronto. And, yeah. And getting fined for it. (laughs) By the way, Zach, newest fan of the Toronto Raptors, is here sporting a fine-looking Toronto Raptors uh, baseball cap. I guess it should be a basketball cap, but it's not. It's a baseball cap. But it's Toronto Raptors. It looks fine. You make it look even better. And the Toronto Raptors need to know that that was a fine free agent signing because here you are repping them. And as far as I know, you're the only fan in Rochester of that club. I got to say... I've learned since I got this hat just how uh, unappreciated the Raptors are in Rochester. Somebody came up to me the other day and said, does that hat say Gators? Is that a Gator on your hat? I'm like, first of all, it says Raptors, you know, learn to read. Second of all, it's a big red dinosaur. It's, it's obviously not a Gator. So the Raptors, I think, need a little more, a little more publicity here. Did you guys see this? And it came in the news after we aired last week. Cameron Tringale, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, was disqualified from the PGA Championship. He disqualified himself. He says, while approaching the hole to tap in my three-inch bogey putt, the putter swung over the ball prior to tapping it in. He says, realizing that there could be the slightest doubt that the uh, swing over the ball should have been recorded as a stroke, I spoke with the PGA and concluded that it should have been recorded. He basically disqualified himself because that's a penalty, cost himself $53,000 in earnings. But I'm telling you, that is a man of integrity right there. That is the definition of integrity. Gets home, thinks about it, and thinks, you know, oh, so much gone through his mind and says, you know, I think on that hole, I, I think I missed. I think his conscience got to him. I think he knew it then. And he sat with him and wondered, hey, did anybody see this? And sometimes people's consciences can get to them and you know, wear at him and finally he's like, yeah, I, 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 I did this. You, you could be right. I, I just given him the benefit of the doubt. I'm kind of wondering if maybe there was so much going through his head mm-hmm. and because I'm this way, somebody will say something to me and it might be three weeks later that it actually registers and I'll go back to him and say, hey man, you said this to me weeks ago and it just sort of clicked in. And I know that's how my mind works. I'm not necessarily dumb, although you might argue with me. It just takes me a, a long time to process. Well, I wonder if that's what happened with him. He's, you know, in, in the midst of everything that's going on, he, he thinks about it later and he thinks, I think, I, but you might be right. Mm-hmm. But still, to, to call the PGA after the event and say, you know, I, I think I didn't record a stroke and uh, I should be disqualified, knowing that that's going to cost you 53 grand in earnings from that tournament. Yeah. I just, I, I tip my cap to him and I say, man, that's, that's a man of integrity. I say props to him. It's, it's, it's a really grown up thing that he did. And I say, 
maybe the PGA should have let it slide. I think with guys like Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy and Phil Mickelson, you see all the, you know, Ricky Fowler, they have all, I mean, we, I was at the PGA Championship last year at Oak Hill, and these guys are just walking billboards for the stuff that they get. But for guys like this gentleman, you know, and even guys like Jason Duffner who won the tournament, I mean, a lot of their money really does come from winnings, mm-hmm. and that's your livelihood. And basically that's like somebody's year's salary. You just basically just, uh, you know, said, hey, uh, I I, I should disqualify myself. I'm like, that's mind-blowing. I think it's really impressive that he did that because, I mean, I love golf and I've never heard of this guy. Who would ever have known? I mean, you're hours later and still no one's called you on it. You called yourself on it. Now, if you're Tiger, you're not getting away with that. If you're Rory, whoever, you're not getting away with it. But this dude, are you? He's the that, 107th ranked player in the world. Well, so he's he's really so he doesn't good at have golf, the cameras but. and the lights on him that obviously the uh, Rory does or Tiger does. No. But even so, no. you know, you think in this day and age, all these people are watching this. There, there's plenty of people watching. There's judges on every hole. No, no one caught it. So I mean, he's he's 107th best player in the world. Meaning there's not many people better than him. But still, you could have gotten away with this. I think it's impressive that he turned himself in from the praise of the Lord uh, pages. Uh, God answers prayer. Jim Kelly gets a clean bill of health this week. Amen. The treatments so far have completely eliminated Mr. Kelly's pain, said his doctor. His level of uh, function has essentially returned to normal. There's no evidence of remaining uh, remaining cancer. Now, of course, Kelly tells ESPN.com he still needs the prayers, and of course he does, but uh, that's that's from the good news files. Yeah, yeah. What a great thing, uh, obviously a local hero, uh, Buffalo Bills quarterback, your Buffalo Bills quarterback. I just probably don't need to remind you three guys of the Super Bowl against the New York Giants, my New York Giants. Um, so oh. I'm sorry for bringing it up. I'll but, never forget uh, it. Uh, I, me either. Yeah. I, thought, I thought the ball went to the uprights. That's how <laughs> delusional I was I'm, I'm at excited. 10 years old. I'm excited to hear this news, and I... The Bills have had so much bad news over the last few months with you know the passing of Mr. Wilson and how low the bids have been for the Bills and the whole process. And I think it's just great to finally have some good news. And a guy like Jim Kelly, a stand-up guy like that, you love to see good things happen for him. Yeah. Amen. According to, I think it was Forbes, are the Bills like the third least? Second. Uh, second? Yeah. Second least... Uh, can't think of the word. I'm Second, uh, this is a great segment. Dan. I know. I know. I just. I Way can't to bring us I home. Said, I had a ton to say. Second least uh, valuable yeah, NFL that's team. Valuable. Yeah. Only like, so, over nine hundred million dollars. Yeah. That's that just shows you how awesome the NFL is. But uh, so the bids actually weren't that low. They're right on par with what they should be. Mm. According to Forbes, where the four the bids came in, actually they all came in under nine hundred dollars. According to Forbes, a report that just came out Thursday. Nine hundred dollars. Nine hundred million dollars. I oh, keep okay. making. I made that mistake on the uh, show with Patoni <laughs> this week good. too. Yeah, nine hundred million dollars. Okay, and Jim Kelly's cancer free. So, a- amen. Yeah, amen. You're listening to <laughs> Benson and those guys. Brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. You can find us on the web btgprogram.com. You can find us on Twitter at btgprogram. You're listening to Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14. 
1-800-242-4623. Ameriprise Financial Services, Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators? Neighbors? Just kidding. They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town & Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. Call 426 426- 5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit com. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Does your neck hurt? Athletes, are your muscles feeling sore? Come to Mind and Body Massage Therapy with Danielle DeFrance, licensed massage therapist. Mind and Body treats each massage differently to suit differing needs. Our specialties include sports massage, ortho, and relaxation massage. To schedule an appointment, call Danielle at 585-944-9257. That's 944-9257. Mind and Body Massage Therapy, located on Chai Lai Avenue, in front of the Target in the Wegmans Plaza, just below the dentist's office. Like them on Facebook, Mind and Body Massage Welcome Therapy. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. You're listening to Benson and those guys. Welcome back to the program. Brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. I want to stay with the good news file for a little bit longer. Uh, I want to talk about the New York Jets. How often does good news and the New York Jets go hand in hand? <laughs> never. Probably never. Uh, but I was reading in Sports Spectrum magazine, and they had a great article on Jets wide receiver, former Buffalo Bill, David Nelson. Uh, talking about his work, and uh, he is since a life-changing missions trip to Haiti in the spring of 2012. Nelson and his two brothers have founded an, a ministry for orphans called I'm Me, and the organization is said to be raising up a generation of fatherless children to find their true identity in Christ. Now, here's a quote from Mr. Nelson. It says, "My off-season used to consist of walks with my dog, golf, workouts, and a lot of Xbox." Sounds like Darren, with the exception of the workouts. The 27-year-old <laughs> Nelson admits, now even during the season, this is my priority. James 127 was not a calling for me. It was a command. Most people say they feel called to do something, but in this situation, God was saying, David, this is what I have for you and your life. And all he needed me to say was yes. For me, this isn't something I do for a hobby. This is my heart. This is why I was put on this earth. Um, just some fantastic stuff from David Nelson, basically being a missionary during the off season to the people of Haiti, having traveled, uh, multiple times to the Dominican Republic, the poverty that you see in Haiti is, is even beyond. It's the, it's the poorest uh, country in the world. It's just something to see. Um, Nelson goes on in the article and if you don't get sports spectrum magazine, this is, this is a great piece they did. Uh, forgive me. I have forgotten who wrote it. Um, a woman by the name of Jenna Sampson actually is is who wrote it. This is just a great piece. Talks about his uh, salvation experience, how he came to know to 
coat, no Christ, and the influence of Tim Tebow during that time. He played in Florida with Tim, and it was Tim who kind of challenged him and brought uh, David, called David really on his, what uh, David Nelson calls surface Christianity. Tim Tebow called him out on it. Yeah, on this mission trip in 2012, just changed his life. Great article, uh, Sports Spectrum magazine. Uh, my, my brother actually got to know David Nelson's father. Uh, my brother was pumping gas uh, at a uh, gas station that he was working at, and David Nelson's father would pull in because the gas is cheaper in the reservation than it is anywhere else. And um, he, he got to know D- uh, David Nelson's father a lot, just, just a wonderful guy. David Nelson comes from a good family, and it's good to hear that David Nelson's out doing that. It's good, especially the way he left Buffalo with, mm-hmm. with the injury. Couldn't catch on with who he tried to catch on after that. I think it was Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Didn't really catch on there, but seems to have latched on here uh, with the New York Jets. And, you know, again, just one of those good stories. God using a athlete to um, just glorify himself, bring people to know him. Zach? And he's already had a better Jets career than Tebow did. Boom! Boom! You got. You know, we need. We need those drum roll, Dan. Yeah. You know those kind of sound effects when, when, when Zach brings those one-liners in. I didn't think it was that funny. Sorry. Did you guys watch the Little League World Series this week? You've been watching that? No, been forced to. I, listen, I sat down on the couch, my wife and I, the other night when Monet Davis was pitching. It was the. It really was a, 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 the game between Pennsylvania and Nevada. Uh, she unfortunately lost. Nevada's got some great hitters, but they had this one cat. He was six foot two. Six foot two. I mean, but this was a great baseball game. She is a great story. Uh, there was some tremendous plays. I remember my little league. We had one guy. And we're going back. I know we did this last week. We relived some of our little league nightmares. I know Dan. You said you were awful Terrible. as a player. I, I, we, I had one one win in three years. We we had some pretty lousy experiences. Darren chan- channeled it into a softball game and talked about going seven <laughs> for seven. Um, whatever. But uh, I can remember th- this guy last night, at six foot two, made me think about a kid by the name of Greg Weeks. Now I haven't thought of that guy's name in years, but I remember we were in Little League. So what are we? We're twelve or thirteen years old. Greg is pitching. Greg has full facial hair. You know <laughs> I, how intimidating. You're twelve years old. I can't hit very well when I was in Little League anyway, and I'm facing this guy. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, this is a sports show. We're going to change the name of the show. This will yeah. be Benson, Dan, and Zach talk sports. <laughs> anyway, I'm telling, I'm laying it out here. I'm standing there. My knees are shaking. I'm looking at this guy who's six foot, full facial hair. He had probably a wife and a mortgage for all I know, <laughs> and he's pitching against me in little league. I had no chance, even if I was a good hitter. The guy frightened me to death. But this game the other night got a 3.4 rating, the highest ever for Little League. Monet Davis, people were tuning in to watch her. That was up 143% from the same game a year ago, 143%. The previous high, 2.6 rating, this was a 3.4. What do you guys take away from this now, she is to me. She, I love watching her. She is incredible. I, I think her smile lights up. Just the, 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 it just identifies with the television camera. She seems real composed. But is this a lot of pressure on a thirteen-year-old kid? I think it absolutely is. I, you were saying she's already been on a Sports Illustrated cover, right? And she's like twelve years old. 
And I saw a graphic. I saw a graphic online today that uh, her Little League World Series game was attended by nine thousand more people than that day's Philadelphia Phillies game. Like she is a rock star overnight, and I think um, I think it's going to be tough for her in the spotlight. But I think it's great for her that she gets the opportunity. Yeah, I, I think it's fabulous. I think you go back though. You go back to school. You try to return to normal life. Uh, one of her quotes was, "She didn't." anticipate being a star in baseball she looks forward to playing at UConn basketball and getting into the WNBA where um three people will watch her as opposed to what was 30,000 people watching her in little league but a tremendous story and I just you think about a 13 year old kid trying to adapt back to regular life after this type of rock star uh, atmosphere you know I, I really do think it's awesome and I think it's amazing how well she's She's handled herself, and you know I, I'm I'm all in for for her fame right now. I I think it's great. But didn't you just say that one of her games got a a three point four rating? Three point four. So that's higher than what the Stanley Cup Finals got, which makes me laugh because Zach and I just had a huge argument about how I don't think anyone cares about hockey. Well, let's revisit that. We were talking. We were going back and forth with this through the day. My point was this. The Buffalo Sabres have the NHL scouting combine for the next two years. And I asked Zach, who is our biggest NHL fan in the room. He loves hockey. He, he really is a hockey guy. We, I like hockey, but not like Zach likes hockey. And I asked him, what does this mean for us? What does this mean for the Rochester community? Why should we be excited this? And you text in, Darren, because you are an idiot. You text <laughs> in about, well, the, nobody cares about hockey. Well, that's no not true. No, well, that's not true. You're standing next to a guy that cares about hockey. We're in Rochester. This is a, this is a, a, a hockey community. People like hockey. Uh, didn't Dan just give us some... Dan's an idiot, too. Yeah, he just said, man. What was it, Dan, with the ratings for the Stanley Cup here as opposed to Buffalo? Well, those weren't actually factual, but I know that in in Buffalo they were like in the 20s, and here they were like ridiculously, like like, it was like irrelevant. It wasn't even a blip on the radar. But that wasn't even my point. Yeah, but my my point to Darren was simply that people do care. I'm I'm not, you said 25% of people care about hockey. If that. If and I agree with you. I don't think it's even that high. But those who do, are very passionate about it, and I think there is a population. It is one of the four major sports, and you can debate, well, is ho- soccer catching up? Whatever. Right now, it's not. It is It is hockey. Ooh. But my point is not how popular it is. For those that do like hockey, what does the NHL scouting combine mean for us? Zach, why don't you tell us what that means for us locally? Well, it means more for, for Buffalo, obviously, than it does here, but it means that... Uh, for one thing, Terry Pagula, what he's done in Buffalo and renovating and building the Harbor Center is huge for Buffalo. The NHL has taken notice of it. Um, it's it's not finished yet, but it's by all accounts a state-of-the-art facility. It's a great location. and uh, two, two hockey rinks, a full-service hotel, connect, connected by a walkway to the team's downtown arena. Yeah. That's pretty slick. Yeah. I- ironically, while Toronto was trying to steal Buffalo's football team, Buffalo has stolen the scouting combine from Toronto. I find that amusing. The Pittsburgh Penguins were also finalists to host this combine, um, but NHL Vice President Colin Campbell said Buffalo was, quote, heads and toes above everyone else. Now, the scouting combine up till now has never been open to the public. They don't, they don't do on-ice testing. Uh, I don't really know what they do. I'm not familiar enough to with, to, with it to know what they do. I'm curious. 
But he said for 2015, they don't anticipate opening to the public or adding on-ice testing, but that they would review it and possibly in 2016. And that, Darren, is my point, why this could be cool, because if the, being in Buffalo, you got an opportunity to go see the next Wayne Gretzky. I do think that that would be cool, but at the end of the day... You think it's cool if Gretzky brings his daughter. Oh, hands down, and who That's wouldn't? what you think is cool. <laughs> who wouldn't? Uh, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I would, you know, I'd sit down and watch, you know, some random TV show that my wife likes over some hockey combat. I just, I don't care and most people don't but for that guy standing next to you and and hockey fans throughout this community the fact that it's in buffalo does mean something to them so i was asking my this all stemmed down from hockey people hockey people are going to find their way there to like they'll they'll give the same attention to it that you'd watch with the nfl combine the difference is that the nfl is king it's more popular and hockey is a sport that's pocketed in buffalo hockey's huge here in rochester the only thing people when it comes to hockey, they carry about like the famous hockey players from Rochester. But as far as following the sport itself on a professional level, it's not nearly as big as it is an hour down the road. Agreed, and nobody's arguing that yeah. point. This was a text message conversation that went on for three hours. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get through to Darren. Listen, it's not about how many people care about hockey. What it's about is those who do care have it right here in Buffalo. And why is that cool? Yeah, I think what what Benson what Benson's getting at is that there aren't as many hockey fans as maybe fans of other sports, but there really aren't casual hockey fans. Hockey fans are into it and they are aggressive about it. And you're all in about it, or you're yeah, all absolutely. Yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay, joining us now on the program is uh, my good friend, my dear friend, my mentor, uh, my predecessor. Probably one of the early innovators of sports ministry through G&T Athletics, Grace and Truth Athletics, my good friend Mark Palma. Mark, how are you doing tonight? Uh, doing fine, Rick. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. I'm, I'm sitting here in the uh, uh, patio of my, uh, my father-in-law's home in, uh, in uh, the Philadelphia area. And looking forward to, go to going to a Phillies game tomorrow with my daughter, Michelle. And by the way... I'd well, like you'd be the only favorite. one looking forward going to a Phillies game. I can assure you of that. Well, but you said you're going well, with your daughter, want, so that's that. I would I look forward to, to that. St. Louis Cards play. Oh, all right. But uh, my hey. son, Jacob Palmer, my, my grandson, rather, Jacob Palmer, he loves hockey and does play hockey in the Rochester area. So I, I want to put that plug in for him. You take a shot at Darren like the rest of us. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, I wanted to have you come on. I want to talk to you a little bit about sports ministry, but then I want to shift gears a little bit and ask you about your uh, new ministry that you're involved in, uh, Uncharted Waters. I know you have a passion for sports camps uh, through churches, but before I get to that, uh, you're really one of the first people that I ever heard of that really did sports ministry the way that you do. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how sports ministry can be used through the local church in an effective way? Well, Rick, I've uh, from the beginning, way back when, I think even before um, I thought of it as, per se, ministry, I thought of it as something that I would uh, uh, do for the Lord Jesus, it was, I always thought sport, and I think uh, the beginning of sport always was available for kids, and was used to build 
um, uh, kids' uh, integrity, character, uh, teamwork, um, all of those things, sportsmanship, uh, loyalty, and um, followership, all of the qualities that go along with the participation in sport, that alone has always been important. When I came to Christ in, in 1978, I was led to the Lord uh, by a black belt in Taekwondo. God found me in the martial arts. I was heavily involved in the martial arts and, and still am. And uh, once, once God got a hold of my heart, I took that Taekwondo and said I'd use it to serve him. And uh, we've been using sports as a way to serve uh, the church and a way to uh, have a platform for telling and encouraging people in their walk with Christ. We're in a society that loves sports. That's what we're talking about. And uh, we all, I always felt that we can use sports to reach people for Christ, and we can help the church uh, find a way, find a venue that would be uh, would be popular. Um, years past, you know, the church went out and uh, knocked on doors, and they went looking for, you know, wanted to let people know about the church and what the church does. When we opened up and started sports ministry at First Bible, people came, and they came to uh, enjoy sports in uh, in the church. And so we've taken that opportunity, and uh, we've used it. And uh, uh, First Bible, uh, G&T Athletics, Grace and Truth Athletics, has got a sports park in, in the Greece uh, area, and um, thousands, literally thousands, as you know, Rick, are such a big part of that, and have come uh, to uh, be involved in some form or another uh, a race with grace every Thanksgiving day, a thousand runners, and and uh, uh, happy five soccer, just a lot of things. And, and so we're taking that idea and concept and bringing it to other churches. And um, the ministry that I'm involved in now, um, um, Uncharted Waters, has packaged and promoted that concept and has all of the resources and even has a team of uh, young people that come alongside a church and provide them with all that they would need to run a Bible sports camp. And I think that's the next level of uh, sports ministry is, is camps. Uh, there, there's such a desire for, for camps, and parents are looking for camps for their kids to grow in their sport and to uh, take the opportunity to use the summer weeks to be involved, and, and so why not take that and um, uh, take that vacation Bible school idea and the sports and combine them and uh, give kids uh, not only the sport they love, whether it's hockey or football or soccer or baseball or whatever, tennis, or even the martial arts, but tell them about the Lord and help them uh, grow in their uh, knowledge of the Lord and uh, grow in, and, and get closer to Him. So, you know, that's that's us. That's me in a nutshell, and that's what we've tried to do for a long, long time now. I grew up, uh, Mark, in a, in a little church down in the Catskills. Uh, we didn't have any type of sports ministry. We had a softball team, and I think a lot of times our listeners might hear sports ministry for a church, and that equates to, well, we have a softball team that plays other churches. 
uh, since I've moved to Rochester and got involved at First Bible Baptist Church, I've gotten a little spoiled because we have leagues. We have internal leagues and, and, and a thriving sports ministry. But now with uh, uncharted waters, uh, are you able to partner with a church? Let's say they're not like the position that we are with Grace and Truth Athletics, where we have hundreds of people involved and we can run our internal. Maybe they're just a little small country church and they want to have a camp or they want to have something. They can partner with you to do that? Yes. Um, uncharted Waters has for the last 20 years provided the resources for churches to use to run Bible sports camps. We would provide all of the materials that they need, including the Bible curriculum and the uh, the worship time and, and the sports, and even a crew of coaches would come in and help run the camp with whatever volunteers are available at the particular camp. Basically a turnkey uh, operation. They can call yes, you, you all come it, in, you run a camp, it, hundreds of people come to know the Lord, everybody's happy. Be, everything's available uh, uh, for them, yes. How do they, if, if a church is interested, how do they get a hold of you? How do they find out more information about Uncharted Waters? I'm assuming well, there's a website. Uh, can you share that? Yes, I would love to. Our website... Um, is uh, uwsportsministry.org, www, and um, they can go on online and see uh, what the what the ministry has to offer. Um, I'm now in the Rochester area, so I'm looking to um, uh, partner with uh, with uh, churches and help churches in our area, as we hope to be able to do that in key areas around the country. So. Um, UWSportsMinistry.org would be the place to go to find out how to um, get in touch with us and see what we have to offer. And you're essentially a missionary uh, living off support, correct? Uh, that, that's, that's, that's correct. People... My wife and I find ourselves at this point in our lives going out, and we've always felt and thought we trusted God, and we have, and live by faith, but we are really living by faith now, and it's uh, where uh, our part of what we have to do at this time is to gain partnerships with people. Ask those that know us, that have been involved with ministry, that we've we've had a, a part in their lives, I've, you know, over the years, to come alongside us and, and be our partner in, in this venture, pray for us, and and financially support us. We can't do this without the help of, uh, of people uh, and um, the resources that others have. I want to be their boots and hands and feet in the, out there. And while they send, we're ready to go. And, and we have. We, we're doing what we've always done, Rick. Um, so uh, we're excited about the opportunity to do, it, do this. By the way, UW Sports Ministry is in 2,000 churches across America, their material, their resources, and in 10 foreign countries. So uh, they've been around a short time, 20 years, not a long time, but they've had an impact. And they're asking me and praying about having me, uh, in a sense, um, train, Rick, the next generation of sports ministry leaders. And I'm honored and privileged to have the opportunity to be a part of something. Well, I have, I have seen you in the camp setting. I have seen you working with sports ministry. I've seen your heart, your passion for that. Uh, it, it, I think if folks believe that, 
people can get to know Jesus Christ through sports, then they'll want to partner with you financially and help you uh, raise the support you need to get these camps into churches, to get these sports ministries into churches and uh, partner you with to do that. But before I let you go, Mark, I do want to ask you this. You, you mentioned earlier you came to Christ through Taekwondo, which uh, to me you know, struck out at me a little bit. Um, how did that come about? Can you talk about your salvation experience? Uh, you, when you say through Taekwondo, I'm assuming the guy didn't threaten you. <laughs> yeah, grabbed me by the collar. <laughs> um, I was uh, involved in uh, Taekwondo in the Rochester area through a unified, unified system. Um, very heavily involved in um, the competition. Uh, I was a competitive uh, fighter. Uh, for um, uh, from 1974 to 1980, um, I fought uh, people like Billy Blanks, and um, and I fought all over the uh, um, western western part of the world. Uh, uh, in 1977, I was involved in the Caribbean National Champions when I was declared the Grand Campeon. Um, I was. Um, I was big into it. It was important to me. It was my, I put my life, my heart into it. I didn't know the Lord at the time. I practiced every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> so, um, and then um, something happened. Um, I recognized that all of the notoriety and all of the things that come along with success um, still didn't, um, didn't satisfy a, a need in my heart. And um, a friend of mine, one of our black belts in our organization, uh, something happened to him. He got religion. <laughs> he got saved. Uh, one of his students led him to Christ. And um, that student was the pastor, now the pastor of First Bible Baptist Church, George Grace. And he was a student of our, my friend Ray. And Ray had a school in Spencerport. And um, uh, in time, Ray came to Christ. And man, did he change, Rick. Uh, I mean, something happened to him, and uh, at that time, I needed a change. And so I asked Ray about it, and he was eager to tell me. And in a couple of hours over a bowl of soup in my kitchen, my home, uh, my apartment, he uh, showed me that Christ loved me and gave us gave his life for me and would save me if I asked him. I didn't know a thing, Rick. I didn't know anything about this kind of uh, salvation, about the Lord, about the Bible. I just knew that God did something in Ray's life through Christ. My prayer was, um, Rick, I said, uh, uh, well, Lord, God, if you can do for me what you've done for Ray, I want it. And he gave it to me. <laughs> he gave it all. And, uh, and I come to find out, and of course, very quickly, that uh, uh, he gave his life, and, and he died for me on the cross, and I accepted what he did and by faith, and I asked him into my heart. And, uh, and shortly after, I promised him that I would take that taekwondo and I'd use it to serve him. And I've had that opportunity to serve him all over the world. Um, I've been to most of the continents in, in the world and, um, and told, uh, had the opportunity to tell people about Christ through sports and through Taekwondo. So that's where it started in 1978. And then something happened. God took my friend Ray home early. 
And so we took that Taekwondo school of his, and I brought it to First Bible Baptist Church, and God multiplied that 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 initial uh, ministry, that initial club, to where we had at one time 17 sports, and now a, a, a sports park, and uh, and thousands of people have uh, heard the glorious gospel message of the Lord Jesus. Well, that, that's uh, uh, the faithfulness of God's people. Yes, to hear to hear that testimony that sums up the importance of sports ministry in a nutshell. You came to Christ. You 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 came to know the Lord through the testimony of one man's life that you were involved with in a sporting activity. Yep. So you can translate that now, and that was the seed to what would become sports ministry uh, here in the Rochester area, Grace and Truth Athletics. Uh, and many, many, many lives have been transformed since just by seeing the testimony, a changed life uh, that o- the way only God can do it. Mark, I I am grateful for that day uh, because it allowed me to get to know you. Um, I appreciate your investment in my life and what you've meant to me. I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your testimony tonight. I wish you well with Uncharted Waters. I want to remind our listeners that uh, you can have Uncharted Waters come to your church, get a hold of Mark, visit their website. Uh, if you believe in what he's doing, you can uh, support him as well. You are listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions on ESPN Rochester. Hi, it's Benson. I hope you enjoy the program. We've set out to bring you a different kind of sports talk show. We want to be entertaining, but we also have a message to share, and that's the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that God is glorified through the show's mixing of sports, humor, and faith. And our goal is that the program appeals to everyone, not just faith-based audiences. After all, it's not a faith program with sports, it's a sports program with faith. But the costs are considerable, I'm afraid. Advertisers are certainly a helpful blessing, but we're primarily a listener-supported program. And in order to continue what we're doing, we need your help. Perhaps you could consider giving a financial gift. You can go to our website, btgprogram.com, and make a one-time donation or even become a recurring supporter. And to show our appreciation, with every gift of $25 or more, we'll send you a T-shirt to say thank you. On behalf of those guys, I want you to know that we covet your prayers and appreciate your support. Thanks again for listening to Benson and Those Guys title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators, neighbors? Just kidding. They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Call 426 426- 5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit com. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. 
The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 140. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. It is my great privilege to, uh, well, a couple of things. One, who I've just had on, Mark Palma. Um, Again, uh, just the investment he has had in sports ministry and i want to remind you to uh, check out uncharted waters and if you have a local church in the area and have an interest in bringing sports camp sports ministry to your church check that out uh also want to let you know that beginning next week we are moving on up and my good friend george jefferson would say we are <laughs> moving on up not to the east side but to the 10 o'clock hour so you can sleep in those of you that do that sort of thing um, ten o'clock. We start next week. We got a new hour. I, I don't know, you know, who to thank. I guess all our success. We've been doing so much for other people, Darren. You know, <laughs> uh, help Dan Borello get get his afternoon gig. We helped ESPN here in Rochester get on <laughs> the FM dial, and now they're thanking us by moving us up to the ten o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. So moving on up, moving on. Yeah, up. I like the ten spot. Believe me. Next week, don't look for us at eight. Look for us at ten. We'll join you there. Uh, what have you guys thought about this uh, fiasco that has gotten so much news uh, in Cleveland? The uh, Seemingly as much publicity as LeBron James got for signing there has been this Johnny Manziel-Brian Hoyer quarterback battle. What I guess I don't understand is why it has taken this long. Yeah, you know, I know neither guy. We had a little bit of an awkward situation earlier this week when I look at my phone. And now uh, Zach and, and others have uh, ability to tweet out under the BTG program uh, Twitter account. And I see that uh, a tweet go out that that finger incident cost Manziel his starting position. Now, I, I personally, I disagree with that. I think the finger had very little to do with it. I think it uh, is a reflection of his maturity for sure, but his on-the-field performance is why he's not in that job. But I don't think that was ever going to be his job, and I think it only makes sense that it's not his job. And you've probably heard this from a number of commentators looking at their schedule. They have a conveniently placed by. Why would you put Johnny Manziel in there when you've got what do they start? Pittsburgh, they got Baltimore. They got Pittsburgh, they got uh, Baltimore and uh, New Orleans. And if Brian Hoyer doesn't get it, if you're throwing Manziel in there and he gets chewed up and you're going into the bye 0-3, uh, man, that that can be a lot on a rookie. You throw Hoyer in there, now he goes 0-3, you go the bye, you're looking at Johnny Manziel week four anyway. But am I wrong? Is Was the finger a bigger incident than I'm thinking it was? Zach, you've, you've got an opinion on that. I am... My opinion is the complete opposite of yours, and here's why. I think that... Well, my name all, is on the radio program. <laughs> not I think. If you look at the statistics from this preseason, neither quarterback had, had good ones. 
But Johnny Manziel's were actually much better than Brian Hoyer. I think Brian Hoyer completed eight passes all preseason to this point. Brian Hoyer has not been good. But I think if you're looking at Johnny Manziel and you're thinking, well, athletically he might be better, how is he as far as keeping his composure and leading a team? And we saw in the game against Washington, he couldn't even keep his composure in a preseason game. That means nothing. How are you going to make this guy your starter to lead your team, to, to, like you said, to go into Pittsburgh? Uh, the home opener in Pittsburgh on the day when Pittsburgh honors the late Chuck Knoll and that, that team and that crowd are going to be fired up. They're, if he can't keep his composure in a preseason game, when he knows the cameras are on him and he does something that stupid, absolutely competition over at that point. You can't trust him to lead your team. Well, I think you're right. Your opinion is exactly opposite mine. I think Mike Patton was doing the right thing. He wanted to have a quarterback uh, battle, and I think because he he was in a no-win situation. That was handpicked by the owners. They wanted Manziel. He's going to be the starting quarterback in Cleveland at some point, probably sooner than later. However, I think he put Hoyer in a situation where he did struggle. There's been, ESPN's been on site. There are a number of reporters there every single day. And it seems like when they would report from the practices, Hoyer had a good practice. When they would talk about the games, he didn't have a good game. It's as if the pressure of having to perform in a game was so strong that he didn't. I think not having Manziel looking over his shoulder for a couple of weeks will actually help Hoyer perform a little better. It was kind of like a, a, a quarterback competition that wasn't really a competition. I never thought Manziel would be the starter. I agree with Benson on this. And you have to go with Hoyer. They'll be lucky to come out of the first three games one and two. So, you know, that that takes a lot of pressure off Manziel. And now you can throw him in there after the bye week and be like, well, Hoyer wasn't getting it done, so let's see what Manziel can do. No pressure. We're already one and two. Statistically speaking, we're still in the playoffs, but as history's proven one and two teams generally don't make the playoffs anyway it's all you johnny do your thing be a rookie figure it out well and, and again the finger incident I, i've heard a lot about that that is no big deal to me now i'm not supporting it i'm not an advocate of that uh but quite frankly you know you just look at it and you go child please settle down you know <laughs> come on man uh but the, when they showed that on espn they crystallize his hand so you can't see, you know, the finger. And I guess I understand the message behind it. I understand it being offensive. But, but I feel we live in this society that is just so confusing. You mean to tell me somebody with one finger sticking up in the air, that is more offensive, that it gets crystallized, yet in ESPN, the magazine, they put a naked Prince Fielder on the cover, and that's not <laughs> offensive? Are you kidding me? What, you're giving me a magazine, and you're showing the covers and you're, you're on your, your television program with no crystallization or anything like that. I realize nothing is really exposed, but a naked Prince Fielder is awful. That is terrible viewing, <laughs> and you're having a magazine that puts out naked people, and that's not offensive, but yet showing this guy flipping off the Washington Redskins is, that's not an issue for me. His on-the-field per, uh, performance, that's an issue. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys. We're brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We start next week at 10 a.m. Just want to remind you of that. Slip that in. This is ESPN Rochester. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan 
Justin R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. Ameriprise Financial Services, Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators? Neighbors? Just kidding. They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town & Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. Call 426 426- 5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit com. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Does your neck hurt? Athletes, are your muscles feeling sore? Come to Mind and Body Massage Therapy with Danielle DeFrance, licensed massage therapist. Mind and Body treats each massage differently to suit differing needs. Our specialties include sports massage, ortho, and relaxation massage. To schedule an appointment, call Danielle at 585-944-9257. That's 944-9257. Mind and Body Massage Therapy, located on Chai Lai Avenue, in front of the Target in the Wegmans Plaza, just below the dentist's office. Like them on Facebook, Mind and Body Massage Therapy. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys, presented by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Uh, I'm Darren, and we're just going to uh, jump right into my unreasonable rant, but I'm combining that with my Pest of the Week this week, so uh, so here we go. The ALS Ice Bucket Challenge has helped raise over $42 million in just under a month. The last figure I heard is donations are up about 800% over the same time last year. This has not only engaged the adults, but the youth as well. Instead of them spending money on video games or whatever else it is kids spend money on these days, they're donating to a good cause and having fun with it by getting their friends to dump ice water on themselves. This is awesome. But all useless Zach can do is hate on it. Now, yes, he did donate, which is good. But the constant social media trolling on how we are wasting water and time needs to end. Everyone from former President W. Bush to Michael Jordan to Derek Jeter are joining in on the fun. But Zach, for whatever reason, has taken a very unreasonable stand against a good time. He apparently enjoys looking down on everyone from his ivory tower soapbox, and he can have it. The rest of us will continue to get down with some good, clean fun. Zach is mine and should be everyone else's unreasonable pest of the week. Hashtag fun police. Ouch. Wow. Ouch. Response? My response is that's that's great. Everyone else that's having a blast with it, there's nothing wrong with them having a blast with it. I just think that uh, the uh, the Facebook guilting and shaming that uh, you have to do it. It's the rules. You were nominated. It's The rules don't matter. They're the rules that some guy made up on the internet, and I don't care, and if I don't want to participate, I'm not going to participate. That's fine. Zach's already a wrinkly old dude, and he's only 28. They're going to fight right here in the studio. They might. They might. My pest of the week, right out of 
some inappropriate movie, The Blunt Man, LeGarrette Blunt. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Get off the grass, my man. You and LeVon Bell, uh, just stop. <laughs> Two Pittsburgh Steelers arrested for uh, possession of marijuana. You're professional athletes. I get it. You got a night off. You're heading off. But you know what you're doing during the season. It, it, it's against the rules. Just get off the grass, man. My best of the week are all the folks on eBay and everywhere else selling Monet Davis's autograph. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Come on, guys, really? Like, you couldn't write Monet on a piece of paper. Hey, guess what I got? I, because I know the counterfeit guys are out there. Stop. Enough. Please. My pest of the week is the Detroit Tigers. On Thursday, they were they were facing the Rays. David Price was making his debut uh, first time against his old team. He only gave up one hit. Still lost the game to the Rays. The Rays don't need any help, guys. Come on. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. I want to thank you for joining us. Join us again next week. Only do so at 10 a.m., and we'll see you then. This is Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Sports. Hi, it's Benson. I hope you enjoy the program. We've set out to bring you a different kind of sports talk show. We want to be entertaining, but we also have a message to share, and that's the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that God is glorified through the show's mixing of sports, humor, and faith. And our goal is that the program appeals to everyone, not just faith-based audiences. After all, it's not a faith program with sports, it's a sports program with faith. But the costs are considerable, I'm afraid. Advertisers are certainly a helpful blessing, but we're primarily a listener-supported program, and in order to continue what we're doing, we need your help. Perhaps you could consider giving a financial gift. You can go to our website, btgprogram.com, and make a one-time donation or even become a recurring supporter. And to show our appreciation, with every gift of $25 or more, we'll send you a T-shirt to say thank you. On behalf of those guys, I want you to know that we covet your prayers and appreciate your support. Thanks again for listening to Benson and those guys.